I can't believe we're getting married. Shit, we have to plan a wedding. Okay, take a deep breath. Relax. We got you. I'm Chris Serna. And I'm Ashley Aiken. And we are your wedding vendor besties, giving you permission to ditch tradition. This is your day, and we're here to give you permission to do things your way. Together, let's make your wedding intentional as fuck. You are listening to The Bridal Breakdown. Hey guys, welcome to season two, episode six. Very exciting. Very excited. We are Very happy exciting. to be here. We're happy we're, to be here. We're going to talk about a topic that we've actually have gotten quite a few requests for, and that's like the final stretch before wedding day. But before we get into that. Yeah. Before we get in, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do. Just a little bit. We want to thank and shout out our new patrons who joined us in our lovely little Patreon family. That, that little community is growing. It's really cool to see that. And this Sunday, we'll be actually be able to hang out with some of them, those that can make it, in a uh, little Patreon hangout over Zoom. Um, so that's really exciting. We'll get to see some of these people face-to-face or screen-to-screen. This I don't Sunday. know. Is that what we say? Screen-to-screen? So screen-to-screen, cool. screen yeah. Ow, Something I like just that. hurt my finger. <laughs> so uh, the new our new people to incur not encourage... Words. To shout out. To shout out. We have Katie. Katie. So we have our friend Katie. And then we have another Katie. Two Katie. Who probably will be our friend. Who will be, Everybody becomes our friend on here. Justine and Hannah all have joined us on Patreon. And thank you guys so much for helping support the podcast. You guys are the best. You guys make the show possible. Uh, and yeah, we're excited. It's, it's, again, my favorite part of having the Patreon has been... Having people Comments? comment on the yes, yeah on these bonus on the bonus episodes that we do and yeah, by the you... way, yesterday, Thursday we released a Patreon exclusive episode into the feed. If you have not had it had a chance to listen to it, um, you can go do that. It's in the feed. It's like two thirds of the whole episode, but in it, Ashley and I get into this conversation about how moody that me and Justin are at times, and how we basically have period like mood swings and then we start talking about instagram and we talk about how much i hate laser tag and ashley loves it it's a completely random episode dude Uh, it is i was just gonna say i freaking saw katie's comment that she could hear the disappointment in my voice i was legitimately disappointed yeah i could see the disappointment in your face i was like in the video are you joking me i'm gonna be editing that video here soon and i'm just like I'm anticipating watching myself be so be like, sad and basically so frustrated say, with you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, you get a tiny taste of that. If you're not interested in any of that, you're just here for the wedding planning stuff. That's totally fine too. That's going to exist in this feed. And without further ado, we are going to jump right into this content. Uh, you ready? You ready to dive into this like final stretch, the 30 days? This has been a topic that um, a lot of people have asked for. Uh, and we actually have quite a few people in the private Facebook community, link is in the show notes, who have been like, I'm in the final stretch, I don't know what to do, I have zero motivation, I, but while also feeling simultaneously very overwhelmed with like, I feel like there's so much to do, I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's coming so fast and being afraid you're going to forget something. And when Chris and I were t- discussing how we were going to tackle this episode and what people need during this time it feels very not Ashley and Chris to just like 
go through a list of practical things that you can do. And you guys, yeah. that stuff already exists on the internet and it's like plenty great information. There's a lot of it. it and a lot of those lists are the same thing. They're things like uh, finalize your head count, uh, create your seating chart, um, finalize uh, your wedding time, day timeline. So that, that's like the type of information that exists out there for like the final stretch, like last 30 days, month of your wedding. But again, that just didn't feel very us. No, like, it didn't. We like to think about things just a little bit differently. We do. We do. But if that is something that you are looking for, we do have a few of our favorite lists that other people have already created in the show notes if you want like that tangible, practical. I say practical. This is going to be practical too, but you know what I mean? If you like want the very like, yeah, if you want the very stereotypical like, here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to do. It's very methodical. It's just to the point like like those examples that we gave. Yeah. Those links are in the show notes as well. If you want to read some of the articles that we found, we tried to make them a little different. So they're not all saying the same things. Yeah. But you guys, this is the bridal breakdown. We are here to support your mental health. We are here to support your journey and to remind you to do your wedding your way to give you that permission. So we have four things that we think you absolutely need to do in the final stretch. And these are things that you most likely have not thought to do. Uh, some of them might even feel a little counterintuitive to what your initial thoughts are uh, and how they should do. So this first one that we have, um, actually, I think I'd be interested to hear your feedback on this and kind of what your thoughts were okay. uh, leading up to your wedding 30 days prior to this. But guys, our, our first way that we're going to challenge you in the final stretch is to eat. <laughs> it's to not stop eating, nourish your body, take control of your health, take care of yourself. When we were coming up with this one, we think that so many people, actually, they're worried about fitting into their wedding dress. They're worried about wedding day bloat. They're worried about, you know, obviously, they're going to be on full display, so they want to think their best. And so, I think human nature or maybe social media nature or whatever tells us, uh, I want to weigh less. I want, so I need to eat less. And that's simply not true at all. Yeah, I completely agree. And during this last like month before the wedding, your cortisol in your body and your system is going to be higher. You're not going to be sleeping as much. You're not going to be, you're probably not going to be having as uh, balanced of a diet because you're trying to get all these things done and you're go, thinking go go running, running exactly around. you're thinking about everything except kind of taking care of yourself so you don't have that natural cortisol lower i don't know what word i'm looking for here a, well it's either. like your, your body's ability way. to dispose of the cortisol in Thank your you. in your body and, yeah. and so you guys it's so important like think about I don't know if you and Justin have ever been like this, Ashley, but sometimes like Lara and I will go on these stints where we eat really well and we're actually in a stint right now. Um, I've kind of taken a little break from tracking macros just for my mental health. And, you know, we've been a little loosey-goosey with what we're eating. And guess what? We feel like shit. Like <laughs> we feel bad. Yeah. And it's yeah. so crazy how food and what you put into your body has the ability to make you feel good. Oh, 100%. We were Dude, actually kind of just talking about this before we hopped on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I have I have a few things that you can eat that actually will help you manage Ooh, your cortisol good. level. But before I dump, j dump, dive, 
into this. One Before of I dump words. on you. Before I dump on you, all of those <laughs> things, which is true. I wanted to mention, I've, I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast that I did Whole30. I think you may have mentioned it on the Patreon. On Patreon. So I did Whole30 at the beginning of the year. And I, a lot of people probably also don't know this. I went gluten-free almost a year ago because I was just having really bad gastrointestinal problems. And I didn't know why. I had just this inkling. It was either dairy or gluten. And I had a couple times I wanted to potentially go to the hospital. I was just in so much pain. So I ended up giving gluten up and noticing how much better I felt and how I was in a constant state of inflammation because I was eating a food that my body like wasn't tolerating very well. And so since giving that up, I had just a huge change in my energy and my mood in my sleep, like everything because it's so I just, crazy how much that effect how like it's spider like it's the ripple effect like it's yes. not just we we look and go weight gain but like weight gain is like just the bottom of the barrel it's yeah. the thing that we can see the most and we just assume that like that's the only negative that comes from it but you're saying there's so many other negatives that came from it oh my gosh also like random but i stopped having period cramps after i gave up gluten because I, inflammation also acne i haven't had acne since giving up gluten that's so interesting you say crazy that crazy stuff lara did a stint i think she messaged you about it yeah gluten-free and she honestly knows that's how she needs to eat but it's really hard to give i mean there's so many of our favorite foods have gluten yeah uh, well, i eat a bag of gluten every night just yeah no, just kidding <laughs> no but legit like my at thanksgiving we used to everybody joked like we have huge Thanksgiving meal. The only thing I would eat was bread rolls. Like I love bread so They're much. So good. But I just I I haven't had it in a year. I just don't yeah. want it. So my point with that is that showed me that there's something that I'm putting in my body all the time that my body doesn't love. And then so I did whole 30 at the beginning of this year with Justin. And we did it because I wanted to figure out what other foods, because I started kind of getting bloat again. And I'm like, yeah. what is it that I'm eating that's still just kind of irritating me? And I'm not 100% certain what it is, because you do like the 30 days of eliminating everything but whole food. And then you slowly introduce things that tend to be triggers to people. And so right now, I have slowly introduced corn and that had has been kind of okay um but last night i had a bunch of rice and that was the first time that i've had rice and i went to bed in so much dang it i love rice me too but that was the first time i've really had it like i've had a little bit of rice or well okay i had brown rice at chipotle the other day and that was the first time that i had rice and i didn't have a reaction but last night i had jasmine rice and was in a ton of pain. I don't know if it was the jasmine rice or that I had just like a lot of rice. Yeah. But it hurt. And so that has been really interesting in figuring out how food affects my body. And like some people may not even realize that they have a sensitivity to like almonds or like who knows what, insert healthy food here, you know? Yeah. And so it's just been interesting. And that won't work for everybody. It might not work for everybody. I didn't do it for weight loss. And for weight loss, I don't think it works because people will bounce right back um, if they don't stay off of it. Yeah. If you are someone who really just wants to like, you're like, I'm not trying to do a whole big thing right now. I'm not trying to track macros. I'm not trying to start whole 30. I'm not trying to do this. Here's the simplest thing you can do. Cut out fast food for just for this season. Like, hey, I'm going to not do fast food. 
and start like making some meals for yourself and just yeah. have have a protein, a vegetable and a carb with your dinner. And if you will even start there and simply start with like, I'm going to get one really well-balanced meal in my life, like that could, that could be a really positive direction. Just please don't stop eating. Well, well, can you, can you mention this morning or last night how you were kind of having a bad day and then. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday I had had a really, really bad day. Um, and I had actually told Ashley like, Hey, we were supposed to record. And I was like, Hey, I need a minute to myself. I had just had some information come in that was just really hard for me to mentally process. And so I had a moment where I had seen this TikTok where this person, he makes these very satisfying videos where he's cooking and chopping and his kitchen is very aesthetically pleasing. But he shared this little tip and he said, the best thing that you can do for yourself to show self-care for yourself is to cook a meal for yourself but the same way that you would cook it as if you were having company over. Yeah. Those are two different types of cooking because there yeah. are times where like I make scrambled eggs in the morning and I rush and like have it on high heat when I know I need to cook it on low heat mm-hmm. and pull it off and on and add a little bit of cream. Like that's like Chris making breakfast for other people. And then there's Chris trying to make scrambled eggs in 60 seconds where they're yeah. nasty. So last night, I after I got this news, I kind of had some peace after I had some moment. And then I went into the kitchen and started chopping bell peppers and a jalapeno and cooking rice. And I made a steak and we I made this homemade um, Chinese food essentially to where we mixed the steak and added peanut oil and all this stuff to it. And anyways, it was just so satisfying and so calming to take my time and prepare a meal for myself and a meal that was semi-balanced, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it was good for me. Or I could have like been like, this sucks. I'm going to go out and I'm going to grab uh, Chick-fil-A you know, or I'm going to grab yeah. Taco Bell or whatever. Well, that's like, that's talking to your like immediate gratification pleasure center versus like oh, yeah. long-term satisfaction. So don't, un- and I know we're harping on this one. We'll probably go a little faster through these other ones, but guys, truly we, actually, we haven't said this, but I would say that this is probably one of the most important things that you can do in the last 30 days of like leading up to your wedding is to make sure that you are nourishing your body. Last little point to this, and you can chime in, but this is the last thing I'll say. Drink water. You have to stay hydrated every single day, every day. So you mentioned at the beginning of this point, you don't know what I did leading up to my wedding in terms of like this stuff, but that was the one thing that I really did. I don't remember really how I ate, but I remember I was like, I don't want to be bloated because I was always bloated. I hadn't given up gluten yet and I didn't want to be bloated. And so I was drinking a ton of water. I was so hydrated. My body wasn't retaining water because I was always giving it water. Yes. And that, that was great. At least for, I can't speak on how I felt. I was still eating things that my body didn't agree with, but for how I looked, I looked really good and my dress is very fitted. And so I pounded my water and I had really didn't have any blow until like the end of the day. Yeah. Your body will, your body, if you are not eating enough, your body will go into starvation mode and it will not release any weight. So it's actually a lot of people think eat less, lose more you eat less, your body's going to hold on with an iron fist. It's the same thing with water. Mm-hmm. If you are not drinking, you drink, if you only drink 16 ounces of water a day, your body's dehydrated. You like, you need to be getting in way more. Um, yeah. And I don't know the I formula. I need to be better at that. But, but you're if right. you fill up, I mean, if you were to drink, 
you know, 64 ounces of water a day, that's probably a pretty good place to be. I know it's a little different for body weight and stuff like that. Everybody's but, different. Yeah. But you know, if you feel like, yeah, 64 ounces, I feel pretty good. Like your body's not going to hold onto that water. It's going to release it and you're just going to feel a whole lot better. Yeah. And I'm going to say this from, we're still on this topic, but that's okay. I'm going to say this from a point place of love and a place of, I don't do this. But like your coffee doesn't count as your water, yeah. your like other like like your, water. Your, yeah, your your drink with electrolyte mix in it. Like no, you need you need. And if you find yourself peeing a lot, a lot, a lot, and it's just running right through you, that means that your body's not taking it in. You might just add a little Himal- more Himalayan salt, salt into your diet, uh, because then your body it can't actually absorb the water. Yeah, that is a whole fascinating concept, which I would love to talk. We could talk about that on Patreon. Yeah, oh we my should. We could break that down I on love the to talk about water like on Patreon. It's fascinating. Really quick, and then we're moving on to the next one. Here are things that are helpful for managing cortisol. When your cortisol is, there's so many benefits to this. Which so. cortisol is your fight? It's the fight or flight hormone. The flight hormone that's released in your body that causes you to like tense. You get a surge of it, and you know, like, I need to take action. I need to move. Like, ah, it's like get. It's it's your body's primitive response to danger get out of here yes. so you're going to share foods that help reduce foods. that correct dark chocolate is one whole grains Ooh. like whole grains like uh rice wheat like whole wheat i don't know if actually whole wheat is a whole grain i don't eat wheat anymore but maybe oats yeah i don't know yeah. if oatmeal i don't either whole grains okay guys whole grains I, whole grains i know that that's rice i think oh gosh i don't know i'm not a nutritionist okay but dark chocolate, dark chocolate, whole grains, legumes and lentils, so beans, um, peanuts, those are legumes, whole fruits and vegetables, green tea for your caffeine. Ooh, okay. Probiotics and prebiotics, they work together. Oh your my prebiotics God. are soluble fiber, um, and then your probiotics are like yogurt, sauerkraut, things like that. And then healthy fats like avocados, olive oil, fatty fish, nuts, and then water. Those things all help to manage your cortisol levels. We need, yeah, we definitely need to have an episode on that kind of stuff. I could go off on all of that. I know. Uh, it's but really it's, freaking hard to like stop, but we're going to yeah. stop. <laughs> if, the, if you want to do the, the least amount, but have your body feel the better, probably ditch bread for 30 days. And yeah. I bet you, I can guarantee you, you'll feel better. Well, it's like after you eat a huge pasta, you feel like crap. You feel, yeah, like you just want to go to sleep. You're like, yeah. Oh, bye. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's that point. Now, what's our Which I next think point? might be the most important point, so it's okay that we harped on it. Yeah, I would agree with that. The next point is you guys revisit your plan B. If you haven't listened to an early Bridal Breakdown episode about being overwhelmed, I think was when we talked. We've talked about like creating a plan B many times on the podcast, but mm-hmm. if you haven't made a plan B, make a plan B, first of all, for your wedding. A plan B that if the weather goes south and maybe you're planning on having an outdoor wedding or whatever the case is, create a plan B that you're happy with, a plan B that you like almost as much as plan A. Yeah. And do that. And then when you're in that final stretch, revisit that plan B. Make sure it's a plan that you actually are happy with. Figure out how you could become happy with it. And just have it in place in general because that's one of the big stressors for couples leading up to the wedding day is like, relentlessly checking the weather yeah here's here's a different 
scenario that you could think of. Let's say that you have someone who's out of the country uh, and they're trying to get in, but with just oh, the way I that the world, this. the way that the world has been, like maybe it's a sibling, and this is actually something that has happened to one of a past couple, um, to where they they were a big part of the wedding. It was the brother of the groom, his best man, very very close, but lived in Australia, and uh, they had postponed once because he couldn't be there. That's how significant this was and then they were going to have to postpone again but they had already came up with a plan b prior to having to make the decision if they were going to postpone again they knew they weren't going to and their plan b was to have him on an ipad there it was actually really cool they created like they i'll have to find a picture of it they put him on like a rolly thing yeah and and they put a tie on it and they made it seem like he was there and they had his head on an ipad and they rolled him around all day long so Uh, he was there so he was there and they like rolled him to the front to give his speech like it was so yeah that was on that makes me want to cry are you for real (laughs) yes actually that needs to be an instagram post yes absolutely um but Oh my gosh, that's incredible. What amazing humans. That's an example of a plan B. It's like anything that is is something that's up in the air, like if you have something that's up in the air for whatever reason and you don't have all the information or you can't make a decision until a certain date, that's something that you will want to have a plan B for. Yes, a plan B that is- That you love. Yep, that you love. You'll be like, that would be great. The So that's our second tip. Our third tip is to, and this one I think is like almost anxiety proofing you for the last stretch. Oh my God, totally. Isn't totally. it? Totally. Yes. This is a I good want one. you guys to think about things that your family, your guests, or your wedding party, because those are all people that are going to be texting you before the wedding, and figure, think about things that they may be asking you. I want you to write all the questions they may be asking you, figure out all the answers, and then you can write an email. You can put this on your wedding website. You can write a huge text and then blast this information out to the people who need it so that they're not texting you, ask all asking you the same questions like, hey, where do we park? Or where will our duffel bags be the day of the wedding? Or... What time is the rehearsal dinner? Where is the rehearsal dinner going to be? What like time all, is the party bus getting there? What you know? Anything, what time are family photos? Holy cow! What time are family photos? Yeah, you might as well even proactively send out your uh, wedding timeline so that everybody like send it out in a text. Like you can send PDFs through text, like through iMessage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and send that out. Let everyone have it on the day of. But yeah, the guys, this is going to save you so many headaches. It sucks to respond to one text message. Uh, and answer one question. But what sucks even more is answering that question 10 more times uh, and having to type it out different times. Some people, maybe they get smart and they go copy and paste it if they have an iPhone. But it's just frustrating to feel like you're spending your day, your last days, uh, answering these dumb questions that people need the information to. But it's just, they come at all times of day. Yes, yes. It's better to be proactive. Like you're packing a bag, you're packing your decor box. You're cooking like you're, your dinner, you're eating. You know? <laughs> you're tr- trying to take care of yourself and you're getting questions that to you right now, you're like, okay, it makes sense that these are the questions they're asking. But you in that moment are irritable. You want to throw your phone across the room. You're going to be like, why won't they stop texting me? Yeah. And then your spouse has to have like a moment and be like, they need to know. Like, they, And you're like, I don't want to talk about this anymore make this list, figure out what information people need to know, 
and get it to them somehow. And if you get it to everybody, then at least they can like ask and talk to each other. Because we all have that one friend that like is a scanner and they just scan. They don't actually read. They don't pay attention to what you're actually saying. Or you, you're like me and you write huge, long, crazy novels when it could be condensed. <laughs> so if everybody has the information, they can speak to each other and help. Another thing you could do on this, though, is like put your maid of honor probably not the best man i don't know maybe some best mans are really great i'm just thinking some men don't like to text a lot most right. of them that i know but you could put like maid of honor's phone number or mom's phone number whoever's helping you and be like direct any questions the week of the wedding to this number i Ooh, that's i'm good. not I love gonna be that. texting i love that that's so. really gonna take off a lot of that stress yeah um so we got last thing here's our last tip and then we're gonna share some must-haves and then we're gonna issue a challenge to you but our last tip uh, of of things to do during the final stretch. This is, is such go, a Chris tip, by the way. Yeah, it's to go on a date. Spend intentional time with your person. Um, and I would say, try to do that. Don't just do it. If you can, do it at least twice during the final 30 days. Um, I was going to say once a week would be great. If, yeah, if you can swing that, hell yeah. But like at a minimum, I think you should be shooting for two times during this final 30-day stretch. You know... I think you're right. I think like a couple dates would be great. This will give you time to connect. You're not talking about the wedding or maybe, maybe you are like, maybe you need to like vent or be like, what are you know, you're kind of having like a, like a meeting, I guess that's less of a date, but whatever it is that you guys need to do, I would probably say no wedding talk on the table. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. But, and if you're gonna, maybe the parameters you set up is like, Hey, no wedding talk. But what we can do is we can talk about like, Unless it's talking about what we're excited about, yeah, about the wedding, exactly. But like like you're, it's the, the minute month of the wedding, it, how do you not talk about it? The the minute that you go into like planning, oh, but I'm just so worried about the flowers and the you know blah blah blah. Like they, you know, you can't do that. Like, like you only gotta excited stay wedding talk. Only only excited, happy, stoked wedding talk. Um, and then ideally, like talk about the honeymoon. Talk about just <gasps> oh, we're gonna live our life together, and yeah. it's gonna blah 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 blah. Yeah. Or like your goals for the wedding could be another good thing, like in in a positive way. Like sure. my goal is that I want to spend time with you. Like I really want to spend time with you on the wedding day. Yes. I don't want to get so caught up in the day that we don't spend any time together. That's really important. So like kind of getting on the same page with that stuff, I think could be really fun as well. Yeah. But something that I want to point out on this, like go on a date. And I think if you can manage a date once a week, and I know Chris says this is ideal, obviously, but you could do like two bigger dates where like you get dressed up and you go out. But you could also pick up the date night magazine from the Phil Greens. There you go. And you can do some of the activities in those just sitting at a coffee shop or sitting at the dinner table so that you're intentionally connecting. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised what some intentionality does with, you know, instead of having dinner watching, you know, season two of Love is Blind, you decide to just like turn off the TV eat at the dinner table, light some candles, dim the lights, like boom, mood, you know, it's a vibe. Like mm -hmm. all of that, all that like matters. Like you're cooking for other people. Like do it, yes. for, like cook for yes. yourself, light some candles, all of get the, dressed. All of that. Maybe you're, you know, you can even let your, if you guys are doing two bigger dates, maybe your partner plans one, you plan one. Maybe your partner like loves to shoot guns and you kind of do too, but they're like really, you know, give them a reason to get excited. And if they're able to plan a date, that's something that's probably going to be, more side to side of an activity. Man, this is something I really need to do and incorporate into like my life. Like Justin and I never, I even have the date night magazine that I'm staring at. 
we never date. And like, I'm like, oh, you should do that. Because you just connect. It just allows yeah. you to connect outside of like and then when roomies. You, well, and then when you do it too, it's like, oh, why don't we do this? And you're like, oh, it's just because of life. Because yeah. of adulting. Like you're not prioritizing it really. But yeah. And that's me. So me too. So, but it's important to go on a date, date your person. Remember all of the reasons you love them, especially in these like last, this last stressful period for you. And I mean stressful in like a, it's just natural. It's, it's natural just looming, you know, it's like, oh, it's right around it's the coming. corner. And there's all of these thoughts of like, did we get everything? Are we forgetting something? Like, oh, it, it just feels like we're forgetting something or there's yeah. other stresses. And so all of these tips that we gave you, a couple of them are hitting on that, you know, like the revisiting your plan B be proactive with like coming up with responses. Those are for your mental health so that you're not ruminating on these things. But then, and even the don't stop eating, that's so you're not ruminating on how you look and you, you don't feel like shit and you actually feel You can make nourished. sharper decisions as well. And yes. you're kinder to yourself when you're nourishing your body with food and exercise, which we also didn't even talk about exercise. Keep moving, yeah. like go on a walk. Like even if it's just a walk or I've been doing 20 minutes, it's not even that long, but I've been doing 20 minute yoga in the morning and Dude, I just cannot hard. believe I used to not do that. <laughs> like I used to not move. I sit yeah. in this chair all day long. And yeah, so moving is so great. Don't underestimate getting vitamin D, stepping outside, getting in the sun. I know at the time of this recording, it's winter. And so there's not very many opportunities for sun. And when there is, it's cold as balls outside. But like, mm -hmm. try to get some vitamin D that really helps you. Like it, it truly does. It boosts your immune system. Lots of great things come from that. But it's important to remember that at the end of the day, there's only three things that you actually have to have. Have so it, to have. Like must haves. All right. And this is like if shit goes sideways and you're like, oh my God, do I, you know. We forgot the guest book. Yeah. Like something. <laughs> I mean it. Like, like right. who but cares the, in the grand scheme of things? But. What are the three things that people actually must have? If all, if they forget everything, if they forget the table decor, if they forget the rings, if, if uh, parents the can't fly in out of town. Show up. Like, yeah, if it's downpouring, you know, rain, like what are the must haves? You must have your marriage license, which actually also from this perspective, like uh, Emily, we had an episode with Emily on her wedding. They didn't even have their marriage license. And so they ended up like signing their marriage license like a week later or something because they just didn't do it. But look up your state. So look up your state. Look up what the marriage license like qualifications are and how soon in advance you have to apply for your marriage license. A lot of states you... Uh, can't go get the marriage license like apply for it and get it the same day there's like a little window of time however most of them you can do within like a couple of weeks of the wedding I would say at least be looking into this a month before so when you're listening to this look up what your state's requirements are and know that you can't for a lot of states do it the same day so definitely yeah. get that application in so that your marriage license will be ready for the yeah. day that you get married and just google your state, so let's say Google Missouri marriage license laws or something like that, mm -hmm. guidelines, and guaranteed something will pop up. It'll probably be your state's office, you know, like the same office that does like driver's license and all that kind of stuff. Like it, it's probably going to be very similar to that. Um, a lot of times they're hosted in the same building as like your tag office and all that. But every yeah. city's different. Like, but yes, you you got to have your marriage license. Look into that because some of them expire in 30 days, some expire in 90 days like it's it's just different you some might of them you can that. probably apply online actually you have to take like your ids and you have to go stuff. a lot of times you have to go in person to apply yeah for like we went to the courthouse and had to go like see like the clerk or something yep 
to do and it's more. exciting. That's something that you want to celebrate after you get your marriage license. That you do that process. Win. Go have breakfast. You know, go to yep. your favorite diner in town or or something like that. Um, but Make you got to have your marriage license. It, yeah. Got to have. Next thing is your officiant. You got to have someone that can perform your ceremony. And now this also varies from state to state. In Kansas, you don't have to have a pastor. Anyone can perform the ceremony, but someone who is a pastor or clergy or priest has to sign the actual marriage license. But anyone can perform the ceremony. Yes. And they just have to be that person that fills it out and all the things. They have to be ordained. And somebody if it's your friend they can in a lot of places i don't know if this goes for everywhere i have no idea but i did a wedding once where the officiant didn't show up and one of the guests who was the like girl scout leader of the bride when they were kids her husband signed up online because everybody was like waiting for like 30 minutes to an hour for this oh no joke he did it right there yeah and so he was just sitting in the audience and he pulled it up and he goes, it's I literally, just, you just, I just did it online and yeah. he was like, I can marry you. And they were like, we have a script. And so he did it. It was really cool. He ended up standing in the wrong spot and everything, but it, it was like <laughs> the best story and I still use it. And like, yeah, worst case scenario, your officiant doesn't show up and somebody can probably sign up online and make it happen for you. But. So, and then that's the second thing you need. And then the last thing is you just need you and your person. That's yep. it. Just you two, Who- just the two of you exactly as long as you have those three things you're getting married you can do it with a fox you can do it in a box you could do it over here you could do it over there there. you can do it anywhere yep it 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 can happen anywhere so we have a challenge that i'm going to share with you take all of this information and we want to challenge you to implement an evening routine that is nourishing to your soul that makes me feel good just saying that it's It's very it's very woo woo but like there is so much that you cannot control that happens w- during your day. You know, you can kind of control how you start your day, but even kind then of. sometimes you sleep in a little bit sometimes yeah. or, or, you know, you never know. And then you have the shit storm that is life that just happens. Sometimes <laughs> you get a ticket. Sometimes you run over a nail. Sometimes you are late to work. Sometimes you your break dogs, a nail. Your like, dog's puking in the middle dogs, of the night. <laughs> yes. Or like shitting in their kennel. That was a Patreon, Patreon episode we talked about. That happened uh, with us. And anyways... But you can control how you go to sleep. And lots of times, because the stresses of the day have been so rough, we just like to zone out and scroll on TikTok or watch Netflix or, you know, play video games or do whatever you do. When truly, if you can implement an evening routine that is nourishing to your soul, maybe you're reading a book, maybe you're listening to lo-fi, maybe you're you're uh, taking a bubble bath every night. I don't know what is nourishing for you, but like... You Ashley, may not even know this either, by the way. Y- yeah. I just figured this out for myself, like, and I'm 30. Like, maybe you realize, like, it's actually really great for me when I, you know, if I'm going to bed at 10, at 9 o'clock, I leave my phone in the other room, and then I go and start winding down, and I light a candle, and I listen to very, you know, peaceful piano is what we have a lot of times in our home. It's a Spotify station. So we'll just play peaceful piano, we'll light a candle, we'll have another little dim light that we do and sometimes Lara will doodle sometimes she'll read sometimes I'll read sometimes I'll doodle sometimes I'll journal but it's and a lot of times we almost always have tea when we do this uh we'll drink like uh sleepy time tea which has like Mm, something that helps chamomile yeah Mm -hmm. so whatever it is but like maybe your constant is the dim light the candle and then some like relaxing music and then what you do within that time is just not on your phone 
maybe you have an hour lunch break, you know, and you're like, you know, I really do like watching a show at night. Well, that's fine. But maybe you have an hour during the day, like in your lunch, you're like, you know what? I'm going to go sit and eat lunch outside every day. I'm going to leave my phone. Yeah, I'm going to leave my phone in the office. I'm going to listen to birds and I'm going to eat my meal, uh, whatever that meal is. And I'm just going to have some silence and just, guys, we're stimulated so much in this world. Uh, marketing and businesses are literally spending billions of dollars to get your attention. And sometimes you have to shut all that shit off. Our mental health is affected because of it. Yes, yes. And sometimes you just got to shut it all off and let your soul have some silence or some quiet that is not cluttered with like all of the other stuff. And if you will do this the month of your wedding, I promise you, you will notice a difference in your attitude, and your ability to fall asleep faster because you're not stimulated by the blue light on your phone, even when you turn on the, the evening light. light. Yeah, it's yeah. still, it's still, your brain is is active and it needs time to cycle down and to shut off. Yeah, well, social media, if we're scrolling, is literally like... The worst thing we could do. All the dopamine in your brain so you can't like calm down. I noticed I could scroll until two o'clock in the morning, but when I turn my little Kindle on with the warm light and all the things... All I'm focused on are these words and this story that I'm reading myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not being like dopamine isn't activated by each yeah. new scroll. It's absolutely insane. And my evening routine is light a candle, turn on the humidifier, fill up my humidifier, get ready for bed. Like all of these very peaceful things before I tuck my toes in bed, pull out my book and I start reading it. And like oh, yeah. I, that might sound terrible to, and honestly it might have sounded terrible to me too like a month ago before i tried it and so just give something new a shot i love it i love it that's so so good i felt very peaceful talking about that too. yeah that was great that's such a good and i hope that anybody even if you're not in this final stretch because you know you're listening to your weekly weekly bridal breakdown I hope you find this helpful and I hope you challenge yourself to do this too, even though you're not in the final stretch. But know when you're in the final stretch, taking time for you, taking time for your partner, nourishing your body, nourishing your soul, it is going to help you be able to navigate the stressors and all of the unexpected that happens in the week and the month leading up to your wedding so much better because you're in a better place. 100%. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. We cannot wait to connect with you again next week. Again, follow us on social media. We're pretty much at The Bridal Breakdown everywhere. You can join us on Patreon for some bonus episodes. We release those weekly. Sometimes two times a week, sometimes. Sometimes a couple times a week. And you can find the links to all of the things that we mentioned. We'll go ahead and link the Date Night Mag. We'll link the three articles that we mentioned that give the very practical things uh, to do the final week of your final month of your wedding. Other than that, guys, we love you. Have a fantastic week. Happy wedding planning. And be sure to keep it intentional AF. See you next week. 